Yeah, so Dean is one of my dearest friends. 
I've said to many people, and it's so true, he is like a brother to me. I was trying to figure out when we met, and my best guess is February 1998. Does that sound right? It does sound right. Yeah. You walked into the radio station in Orlando and basically said, (laughs) with cookies in hand, (laughs) that um, you would rent a helicopter if you had to, to make the journey from Lakeland, which is about 60 miles from Orlando each day. You wanted to work there so bad. Something like that. Yeah. That, that's Yeah, well, I know how to get a job. <laughs> I think that's a quote, but that's okay. This is what I remember. I remember meeting Dean, and um, he was doing an afternoon show, and I remember crashing that show and staying for a long time while he was doing his show. And he began to tell me about his passion for radio, and they were thinking of putting up billboards, and he was, he was kind of point, pointing at this mock-up of a billboard for Z88.3 and talking about he was quoting scriptures about wanting to go into the highways and the byways and reach out to people who don't know God. And I was like, I want to work for this guy. <laughs> He's passionate about radio. It was really great to meet Dean. And then eventually he hired me after I sent more cookies. And then from, um, from 1998 till, I don't know, it was about 10 years I worked for Dean. And the last five years that I was in Orlando, Dean and I were co-hosts in the afternoon. And that was really a wonderful time in my life. Um, Just a really fun time of doing radio and learning what it really means to serve a community. And um, yeah, it was really a wonderful time. So, so the reason that Dean is on the show today is um, in the course of our friendship, I've heard him tell a particular story. It would definitely qualify as a wow God story. And so I asked if he would tell that story to you, and he graciously agreed. So is that enough of a setup? I think so. (laughs) Okay, so tell us your story. I have always, always loved radio. I mean, God had it coursing through my veins when I was, you know, four years old. My mom has a cassette somewhere that she keeps threatening to blackmail me with someday (laughs) if I don't stay in line of me trying to sound like I was on the radio. So, um I was raised in the church, so I was exposed to basically the gospel presented for years and years and years, but I went through the most gut-wrenching and amazing weekend of my life when I was 16. Um, One of my nearest, dearest friends, uh, Ken, up in Kansas City, um, he called me on a Friday night and he basically told me, that uh, he had found Christ, and that it was a personal relationship. It was not religion, and and it was like he was talking to me from Mars. I could hear what he was saying, but I, I really thought that my near, dear friend had lost his mind. Really, truly believe that. And actually got angry about it. And so I decided that I was going to take it out on the local Christian radio station in Kansas City, (laughs) KWKI. So you decided to call the radio station because your very close friend told you that he had found Jesus and you called the Christian radio station to, to just complain or get answers or were you mad? I was very angry. What happened to my friend? Oh, I see. I mean, he was, like I say, he was talking about something that was so foreign to me at that moment. And at the other end... In the studio at 93KWKI in Kansas City was Jamie Calcara, the 
overnight air personality, the host of the Midnight Army. And I mean, I just, I let him have it. I don't understand what happened to my friend. He's lost his mind. You, you know, y'all are crazy. Uh, and, and Jamie was just so compassionate to me and let me vent. And he tried to walk me through what had happened with Ken, that uh, this was a big deal and that uh, the Holy Spirit had, had literally just grabbed Ken's heart. And he once again was presenting the gospel to me. And I, like I said, I've been in church my whole life. I've heard this my whole life. Why all of a sudden is none of this making sense? And Jamie said, I want to play a song for you. Listen to it and call me back. And I hung up the phone and about a minute and a half later, he played the coloring song by Petra. And did he announce it like this is going out to you, Dean, or did it just start a couple minutes later? He he just played it. Started the mm-hmm. song, and you know I heard you know red is the color of the blood that flowed down the face of someone who loved us so. Red is the color of the blood that flowed down the face of someone who loved us so. He's the perfect man. He's the Lord's own son. He's the Lamb of God. He's the only one that can give us life. That can make us grow. That can make the love between us flow. And for the very first time, all those years of hearing about what Christ had done on the cross was clicking. And when the song was over, I was just a puddle because I realized I was a sinner and I had never asked Jesus into my heart like that. I had been baptized when I was eight. I said all the right things that we were taught in Sunday school to say, not because I I didn't want to accept Christ, but because that's just where I was. Mm -hmm. And here I am at 16, listening to this Petra song after yelling at this poor air personality, Jamie, and tears are just rolling down my face as this song just paints such an amazing picture of what Christ did for for all of us, did for me. And so I called Jamie back, and I'm like, okay, I'm uh, I'm scared. I'm not going to yell at you anymore. Um, So what do I need to do? Because I feel like I need Jesus. I, I get it. I get it now. And so he led me through the sinner's prayer. And then I spent the rest of the weekend trying to figure out how I was going to tell my near dear friend, Ken, who I had basically told was insane, <laughs> that I was now insane too. <laughs> and uh, finally, I think on, on Sunday night, we hooked up on the phone and we spoke. Mm-hmm. And it was like our relationship had gone to a brand new level because now we were able to talk about the most amazing gift that was ever given to anybody, which was, you know, Christ dying on the cross for our sins. And he used Christian radio to do it, which I find ironic all these years later, as I spent my entire radio career saying, God, please don't put me in Christian radio. I'll be a bright light in a dark place if you'll just let me, let me. Because Christian radio, when I was 16 or 17 or 18, wasn't what it is today. And in at a, in a lot of cases, it was it was embarrassing. Right. I mean, I worked for two of the sweetest people in the world that gave me seven years to learn everything there was to know about radio, 
But for a period of time, I was embarrassed to tell my friends I work at this station. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember when I became a Christian in Shreveport, Louisiana, I was too embarrassed to tell my friends I was listening to the Christian station because it was so hokey. But I wanted to listen to it anyway. But I spent most of my radio career trying not to be in it. And so God would allow me a chance to go into mainstream radio for a period of time. And I didn't get why I'd only be there for a year or two. And then all of a sudden I was looking for another job. And the only job that I could get was at a Christian station. And then all of a sudden I'd land another mainstream job. And he was, he, you know, God had a plan I couldn't see. Here I am all these years later. God's plan for my life was to give me the head knowledge I needed to do radio well so that he could then take my talents and use them for his glory. Okay, so can I tell you some of the things about the story that makes the story stick with me so much? Um, well, how long did that DJ talk to you? I know you've told the story that he was on the phone with you for a long period of time, right? When you tell this, He was on the air the, the, for at least 45 minutes before he finally said, okay, I've got to go. Uh, I've got to go play you a song yeah. that I think, because I think God just laid that song on his heart. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, he knew the Holy Spirit was going to do the rest. And, and So when Dean tells the story, being a boss in Christian radio, a boss in radio, he's always like, you should never talk on the phone that long because you should focus on the radio show. <laughs> so number one, the guy should have never <laughs> talked to me that long. What was he doing talking to me for 45 minutes? But the guy just stopped everything to focus on this teenager who was lost, which I think is a cool part of the story. I think it's fascinating that God used a song on the radio to lead Dino to Christ because now Dino's life has been poured out in creating Christian radio stations so that others can hear, many lost people can hear, many religious people who are just all knotted up in religion and need to hear the just the beautiful love of God, um, people who love God who need to get closer to God, listen to Christian stations that Dean has helped create and program. And it's just fascinating. It's like a wow God that he would use a yeah. radio station to lead Dean to Christ. And so now like unpack a little bit of what you do. I mean, like, or what you've done since then in as much as in Christian radio, how did you land in Orlando and just tell a little bit of the journey of how your life and, you know, everyone that you've been privileged to work with has helped to create the stations that are in Orlando. Just kind of unpack what happens in Orlando. Well, I moved to Florida from the um, cold tundra of misery. I mean, Missouri eh. back in um, <laughs> uh, 1988. And I went to work at a Christian radio station in Daytona Beach, then moved to a Christian radio station just a, a few miles closer to Orlando in a, in a city called The Land, uh, 1310 WYND, and met Jim Hogue, who is the, the president and founder of The Z and, and, and uh, Hot 95.9 and G106.3 and, and 103.7 The Rock, the four stations we now have in Orlando. And uh, who knew that, that that meeting in 1988 was going to last all of these years I mean, the Z is celebrating its 20th birthday this year wow. in August. Yeah, that's so awesome. And yeah, and the Z is a station that reaches how, I mean, all four stations combined, how many people do you reach in a week? Well over 500,000 yeah. a week. And so here's this kid from Kansas City who's just angry and confused coming to Christ through a song on the radio. 
And then God in his ways, you know, you know, took your life and is now able to use Dean. And, and, you know, Dean is also, um, someone who's been a mentor and a leader to Christian radio stations all over the country and be people who either know him or don't know him really look to him, whether he would admit it or not. He's been a real leader. Um, and so I just love that story. <laughs> I love that story. Is that DJ still alive? Do you know him? Jamie Calcara? Yeah. Uh, it, I got to have the neatest email exchange a few years ago because uh, he, at, at that time, he worked at Focus on the Family. And somehow me telling the story made it all the way to Focus oh. on the Family and, and that his name had been thrown around. And so he reached out to me and, and he didn't remember it and he wanted more information on on what happened that night and so i poured it out to him and and he's like you know we will never know until we are in heaven how god used us or how many lives were touched through us because we availed ourselves to god and so i was just a, a encouragement to him that uh you know, a moment that he, you know, couldn't even recollect was the moment <laughs> that someone found Christ for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And that would be me. What Dean just said is very much what I was just thinking, that this isn't a radio story. This is a story of being present and being aware and having um, the, the presence of mind to, to be able to communicate truth to somebody. Because in every life situation, if you are open to Christ, if you are if you are leaning into the Holy Spirit every day, if your eyes are open, He'll give you opportunities to share Christ. In, in it just happened to be the you know happened this way and and it's very memorable and and it's a good story to tell. But I think it's for all of us, right? That we would all have moments every day where we could be a catalyst for somebody seeing Christ. You never know who is watching you. Or listening to your conversation, but we have that chance to be a light in the grocery store line in how we act when we're at the counter of a busy fast food place and we wanted our food 20 minutes ago. You just never know when God is going to use you and your words and your actions to help draw someone closer to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. in my case, it was a, a DJ in the middle of the night at a radio station who led by the Holy Spirit, just knew he needed to pursue this conversation with me on the phone, which ended up changing my life forever. Yep. And then I feel I'm inclined to say that it's not about trying to be good and make it look like if you follow all the rules, you can be like Jesus. But it really is about what we've been talking a lot, a lot about lately is being in the presence of God. And it's just when you're in his presence, he fills you up and then you're just a light you, you are, you're patient and you, it's not because you're working it up. It's just these, you're patient because of him. You know, you're, you're loving because of what he's doing in your soul. You're gentle and kind because of Jesus. And so Dean, you know, thank you so much for telling us that story and, um, being a wild God story of, of my life. I mean, that's just one of the stories of my life because I've heard it told a few times and it's always just been awe-inspiring to me to see how God wove your life together. And the best is yet to come with what God is going to do, continuing to use Dean through radio and different avenues. So, yay. Thank you. Hashtag, thanks for listening. <laughs> hey, that's my line. <laughs> <laughs>